Welcome to Managing Marketing, a weekly podcast where we discuss the issues and opportunities facing marketing, media and advertising with industry thought leaders and practitioners. Today I'm sitting down with Nathan Hodges, Managing Director Australia and New Zealand for Trinity P3 Marketing Management Consultants. Welcome, Nathan. Thank you very much, Darren. Nice to be here again. Yes, this is uh, a return visit, a return (laughs) visit. Look, um, you know, obviously uh, you've been in this role at Trinity P3 for a decade. Uh, but I actually God, wanted really? to have a conversation with you about your career before this and particularly focusing on account management. And mm. the reason is that I want to get your reflections on the way that account management existed for you and the way you see it today, okay? Okay. It's going to be a, a, an odd lens to, to look at that through, I guess, because... Um, I certainly don't want to sound like someone who's just drawing on stuff from 10 years ago because what's what's great and liberating about what we can do now is that if there are any of those problems that used to arise when I was working in account management, these days I can just remove them because we generally fire the client. So <laughs> it's very different. But on the other hand, I'm able to observe a lot of account people, really good account people, at the tops of their games, either killing it or in terrible trouble or not realising the trouble they're in, or being led up the garden path, all of that stuff for the last 10 years. I suppose I feel like I've left it, but in a way they just pulled me back in. Well, this is the reason I I asked you to sit down and uh, and have this conversation, because I actually uh, remember about a decade ago, there was a big thing in the industry of how we no longer needed account management and that project managers were the way to go and you really didn't need someone getting between strategic and creative people and clients, that you just needed someone to sort of organise things and make it happen. And yet I think the industry, from my observation, I'd be interested in your perspective, has actually um, lost a lot of the understanding of what great account management looks like and more importantly, the value of it, because in some ways the conversations can be reduced down to FTEs on a a remuneration schedule and not actually look at the value that those FTEs bring. See, I think it was always a bit of an illusion, and and it's a clever illusion and a nice trick and a marketing trick if you're trying to differentiate yourself as an agency to say, I don't know, things like creators on the forefront or or, or whatever the phrase was that, that did that. And that, that agency in particular, that's the works, isn't it? That does create something right. They've got a creative department that actually has taken on quite a lot of the skill sets and the critical functions that the account people used to do. And that's great for them and great for their business. And time has proved that that's a good kind of model for them. Great, good on them. But I think overall, the experiment of trying to move account management out and just say you don't need it has completely failed. Because it gets taken up, that function gets taken up by other people, by strategists or by creative people or by whoever else and partly by project managers who have a bit of that skill set in their job description but arguably are less able, mostly, to do the bits that they're specialised in and the bits that they're really good at. And other, in other 
makeups and chemistry and, and, and um, you know, kind of cultures and agencies, what happens is that the people who are supposed to be moving into that role from their existing specialist role, complete disaster, complete disaster. Mm. Or they end up on very narrow pieces of business where the client team and the, and the marketer team kind of forgives that and forgets that and, and moves on. It's not like the job ever evaporated. In business, you need to get stuff done. And the people who get stuff done are the people who know what needs to happen next. And they're generally, in any walk of life, in any walk of business, they're managers. So you don't get rid of these people. So, so where, where or how did we get to the point where Mark Pritchard at Procter & Gamble came out about two or three years ago and said, I want my agencies to have a lot less account management people in, uh, in meetings and give me more access to the creative and the strategic people. I want the thinkers. Where, where do you get, you know, he was also the uh, president or chair of the, um, the ANA mm. at the time. Um, where does this happen? Where do we get to the point where there's a belief that the, the discipline, the skill of account management is actually getting in the way of delivering so, the outcomes rather than the facilitator, yeah. the managers that you talked about. So it starts with that awful label account service, doesn't it? Right. So the moment that starts to permeate through account teams and they feel they're in service to the client or in service to the agency or they're, they're bringing people together uh, or, or, or those kinds of things and there's no direction and leadership and contribution, then, of course, you may as well get them out of the way. It's a, but it always struck me as a little bit of an arrogant thing for a client to say, I don't want to deal with these middle people. I want to deal with the thinkers. It's a bit, it's certainly on the arrogant side, but it is born, I guess it is born of the fact that the agency account people have also kind of moulded themselves to that. You know, if you if the account team were actually on, on, on his business, they were leading, pushing, shaping, uh, driving forward, thinking, bringing it all together, challenging, all of those things, they'd be indispensable. But if someone says, look, I don't see the point of you, so off you go, uh, you've got to kind of look at yourself first, haven't you? But account service is the poisonous thing. There's no leadership involved in that phrase. There's no, there's no, there's no direction, no push, no drive. That's what you need. It's one of the most difficult jobs in the world if you're doing it right. It's an even more difficult job if you're doing it wrong. Mm. It's a miserable, it's a miserable bloody job if you're doing it wrong. Look, I'm glad it's you brought really that up. really hard to get right. Because one of the things that I'm acutely aware of when I'm talking to agency leaders, mm. you know, CEOs, managing directors, is whether they refer to it as their account service team mm. or their account management team. And the reason being is that I think language in some ways reveals uh, your intent or your beliefs, that to, to call your team the account service team sets them up for an expectation of being in service. And we know, we know this is happening because many people in those roles feel that they have to keep the client happy and yeah. satisfied mm -hmm. to keep the account and that ultimately their very job depends on keeping that account, which is a reality sometimes. Yep. But, it's but when that becomes the all-pervasive lay of the land... Haven't you actually given up being effective? No, you have. Um, and I, you know, in my account management career, I was at times, I mean, so you, you know, I, various times my, my speciality seemed to be to be brought into account teams and into agencies in order to try and save a piece of business that was 
that was rocky. And, and often a big piece of business. Usually yeah. a really big piece of business, which would have changed the agency if I hadn't succeeded. Um, and at times, you know, you, you've got to employ all your tools in, in every single toolbox to get that. So at times there were, you know, on large, large pieces of business in Australia, times where we had to be, we were told to be, and it was important to be in service of that client. Sometimes you've got to wait some clients out until you can get back into the box seat and back into a position where, where actually things change. But it's, it's got to be a really temporary tactic. And in the end, it's, it, it, you may as well, if you're going to go down, you may as well go down in flames, I think. And you may as well go down standing up for something. So I, I, I kind of think if you are in service of a client or if you hear those kinds of things, especially on pitches where, where people say, you know, account service aren't, aren't, uh, aren't up to scratch or where they're in, you know, they normally, normally clients say that at the same time as they say we're going to test the market. And I kind of go, yeah, and I think we probably need to test the market first before we test the market if you're talking like that because it does, it does betray. A, and typically when you get to find out what's going on in those relationships, what you find is that, that first kind of row of, of, of the agency, the account, the account management team has been designated service so they've fallen back. And what's happening is that the creative teams and the strategic leads are now doing that job and still being told what to do by this client who's actually not really on top of their job or totally secure about it. You know, So you haven't moved anything on very much. Is that making sense? Is that no, sense? absolutely. But you know, I'm wondering... From your experience mm. of those clients that, you know, they're about to walk out the door, they have very l low um, uh, uh, beliefs in the agency, right? What gets it to that point? It's clear that trust has been lost, mm. that the client does not feel that they can, you know, work with the agency to come up with a solution because in most of the times you're seeing a directorial, you know, a dictatorial mandate to, for the agency to just get this done. Mm. So what gets it to that point and what builds trust? Because I actually don't think, you know, I, I love metaphors, okay? If I go to a restaurant and everything I ask for just appears because the waiter just gives me whatever I want, that is nowhere near a good, as good experience or a tr uh, a one that I trust the waiter, the where the waiter makes recommendations, asks questions, makes uh, suggestions, and actually makes the experience more than me just ordering what I always order. Mm. You know, that I wonder if this whole idea of service is actually uh, minimising the opportunities for agencies to add value to the client's experiences and business. Look, I think it's the same in agencies as it is in all, in all, in all of this stuff. You've got to tell the truth as you see it. I remember being asked or, or, or hired by an agency um, to save their biggest client. Uh, and when I got there, the MD took me aside and said, this client is really, really difficult. Uh, they keep asking us for more and more and more. All you need to do is show them some love and listen. So I thought, I think that's probably what's been done already and it's not worked. You know, you throw stakes to wolves and they're after you. But anyway, so the long story short was, was I ended up calling it and just going, look, I think, I think your, entire, your entire campaign is wrong. I think your strategy is wrong. I think you're barking up the wrong tree and you're not courageous enough as an organisation to change it. And uh, it was horrible for 
six months, really horrible. And they tried to move me off and everything like that. Anyway, they pitched it and we kept it. We, 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 we want it back on that strategy. I don't know. It's not a story about me. It's a story about just calling it as you see it. And I think, I think people get scared of doing that. I also don't think people are trained to do that anymore. It's hard to find where, you know, I had to draw on everything that I'd ever been taught at, you know, places like BNP and BBH to do that. Really expensive training in the UK I had in, in, in negotiation, in sales, in, you know, all of that, and, and, and really great people to teach me over the years. You had to draw on all that stuff. And yet, you know, you had to be humorous on the way through as well. Otherwise, people thought you were some stuck-up, arrogant, bald bloke from the UK telling them what to do. By the way, humour, I think, is one of the biggest tools in all of this to actually bring cat management back onto the onto the playing field. But I think if you if you don't, what I've learned is if you don't go home at night and just feel like you've spoken the truth as you see it, and if you don't get to work in the morning and be prepared to change that truth if the evidence is changed, then I think you're on a slippery slope. And I kind of think that experience for me was was what I kind of see when I see account management going wrong or when I see it vacating the territory or when people like Mark Pritchard say, get these pen-pushing, suit-wearing people out of the way. That's, that's what's wrong. But, but I go back to what I said. I think it's such a hard job. I think it's one of the hardest jobs there is in, in, in the marketing world, really. And I think, it's, I think when you get it right, you only kind of get a, a vague... You know, if you're after a round of applause, don't be in a, in a cat management because you won't get one when you get it right. When you get it wrong, you'll get a kick up the ass, but you won't get, you know, it's everybody else's, it's everybody else's credit if you get it right. Um, it's interesting you say that because, you know, it, having worked in agencies in the creative department, it's whenever it goes well, it's the creatives. Of course. It's the creative. And when it goes badly... Sometimes it's the creators, but mostly the whole team suffers. But that's probably there's a good account person in there. I mean, you know, you don't... <laughs> that is the essence of a good account person. You've got to manage all sorts. You've got to bring people together. You've also got to keep some people apart. You've got to manage that process by direct intervention and also letting some things go through the keeper. You've got to do all of that stuff. You've got to be funny. You've got to be strategic. You've got to be diplomatic. You've got to be patient. You've got to be entertaining. Ah, you've also got to be good at your subject matter knowledge too, like really good. You've got to at least know 90% of what the people, the specialists that are working with you know in order to manage and shape and maximise and optimise their contributions. Okay, so let's look at some of the definitions then, you know, because you've, you've talked about account service. But from your perspective, account management, hmm. you know, specifically, you, you, what are you managing? Yeah, you know, if if you take it literally, what is the role of account management in managing, and how does that vary from account service? Because you've already said that there are times you may need to just be in, of service. Yeah. Okay. So what's the difference? Would well, you, it's not account. Make it distinctive for. Okay. You. Maybe this is it. It's not account admin. Right? There's a lot of account administrators who think that they're they're you know they're there on a pitch to. Pour the coffee, make the make the kit work, uh, arrange the pencils, and nod enthusiastically throughout the meeting. Well, you know that's anyone anyone can do that. The management part of it for me, it's 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 a lot of leadership. It's a lot of management, and then you need to be careful if it's just service because that's an alarm bell for you. But it could be a tactic that you employ. Make it 
what did you say? Put it into different categories for you. It's really hard. See, this is the, this is the bugger with the with with the job itself because it it defies easy definition. It really does. I don't want to make it sound like it's it's some kind of alchemy or some kind of. I don't think it's any different necessarily from any kind of management task in any kind of organisation. You've always got to be able to play at all parts, all parts of the field at any given time, and allow other people to score the goals. But you know, the skill is actually both playing in all parts of the field and also being on the touchline directing the whole thing. And I'm not sure that a football analogy is really where I wanted to go because it's not my game <laughs> at all. I don't know even why I started digging that in that particular hole. Well, um, but but the yeah, the story you told before about actually getting to the point with a client and telling them that the campaign that they had, the strategy that they had, the uh, and and work work done by the agency that you're employed by is actually the wrong thing for them. Was that management? Was that yeah. service? Or was that leadership? That's 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 leadership. It's part of management, but it, yeah, okay. That is that is that is leadership. That's telling it as it is. But that but that you don't get that from your account. I don't suppose you get that from your account training. You get that you get that from drawing on your own character and, and, and just going well. I don't know. I always used to say that if you don't get fired a few times in account management, then you're not not trying hard enough. It's like it's like if you don't fall off a Formula One racing track a few times and crash, then you're not driving fast enough. And I think it's the same. I think it's in the same in these in these jobs. You've got to you've got to take some risks now and then. You've got to call it as you see it. Um, the beauty of what I do now with Trinity P3 is that the whole organisation does that, and we're not we're not. We're not reliant on retained relationships. We don't need to make friends. We don't need to maintain, um, you know, long-term kind of client engagements. We're, we're there. We're, we're brought in to speak the truth as we see it, based on the data, based on the observations, not just opinion, based on data and observations, pointed out, uh, and then help to implement it or, or or leave and see see how that goes. You know, but there's no the account the account role in an agency is much more about retaining the retaining the income, retaining the business, not disagreeing too much, giving an opinion, but not always, it's not always based on data. Well, look, yeah, because... That's why I left it. That's why I left it. (laughs) Um, You know, my wife always said, Nath, you did, you did, you got really long way in a profession for which you're not terribly well suited. And I kind of, I kind of think she's right and wrong. I think temperamentally, it, it, it drove me mad. The compromises drove me mad. But the challenge of it and the, the 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 kind of influence that you can have and the difference you can make to a client's business in that seat is like no other seat in an agency. Mm-hmm. It's the only one I'd ever want in an agency. If I was ever to go back to agency, well, you had, which I never would. As you said, Nathan, you had very good training. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, BMP and uh, BBH, BBH are probably two of the yeah. yeah. The, the most uh, revered agencies. John Webster and John Hegarty, for God's sake. Yeah, me, for, for doing great work out. and building, you know, building great client relationships and, and uh, contributing to great brands, but also operating as a functional unit. You know, it wasn't like one, one part of the agency led more than the other, was it? The part of the strength of those agencies is that it worked. As a team. Yeah, they're both incredibly strategically driven. Mm-hmm. And so everything we did wasn't just opinion or or shoot from the hip. It was four square based on qual and quant 
on behavioural stuff, and then with the creative team, really teams in the department, really listening hard to that in order to produce the work that we thought would actually transform those. So, so you had an enormous amount of swagger and confidence as an account team, being able to sit atop that and and manage and grow that in order in order for you to be able to put recommendations on the table that are uh, got a huge amount of weight behind them. That's harder these days. It's just harder. Well, it's it's not just harder. It's also almost that the whole way the the business operates, the business of agencies and their clients offer, operates, has changed because you know remuneration, the fees that are paid to agencies yeah. are, are you know so important to maintain yeah, the relationship yeah. for the value of that client and that client brings. So if you've got a client that's incredibly demanding or dictatorial or, or even a bully, you know, there's a huge amount of pressure on whoever the account team is to actually do the best you can to maintain that client as long as possible to maximise revenue on that client. And in fact, in the US, you know, there was a project that we worked on that the client lead for a multi-million dollar account could absolutely see what was happening but was totally powerless to address it because their immediate report upwards just said, this is your job, you fix it. Mm. And yet to do what they needed to do potentially risked losing the client in the first place. Mm. So they felt like they were trapped between a rock, the literal rock and a hard place because they were unsupported their only mandate was to maintain the client and the revenue, and yet they could see the client slipping away. Yeah, and yet I don't think that's ever not been the case. I don't know. I'm not being terribly consistent here, but that's okay. I don't need to be consistent about this. I don't think the job is. I don't think the job is necessarily about consistency. The job is about doing what you think is the right thing at the time. I mean, you're faced with an opportunity, a, a circumstance like that. I kind of was once, and we we threw all our again separate instance that we, we we threw all our cards on the table, um, and we went from having almost no re- revenue at all from that client, a couple of hundred grand, to within four months we we suddenly were up to six or seven million dollars again um, because we played those high stakes. I mean, if you think it's happening to you anyway, you may as well you know there's always roll the job. dice. Well, you may as well, <laughs> and that's that's kind of it. You know, Snake size. But I can understand why people don't want to do that. And I was constantly in my career kind of um, watching people who would, and I don't want to sound bitter, but I was watching people who were much better than me at squaring this circle, uh, much less kind of um, better at tolerating the people around them, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, better diplomats. And um, who's to say? I mean, you know. Okay, so you said before leadership's not something that, you know, you can train people in, but I actually think you can, you know, that the the culture of the agency, the support that people are given, can actually help them when they're needing to make those those decisions, when they need to provide leadership. Mm. I think leadership inside agencies, and I'm not just talking about the agency management team, the CEO and the managing director. I'm talking about your account management team providing leadership to the agency, 
and to the client. You know, marketers now are faced with making more decisions, doing more with less resources, having less time than ever before. And I think in those circumstances, there are a group of marketers that resort to, I'll just tell the agency what to do and get back to the, to the rest of what's on my agenda, as opposed to the ones that can say to the agency, hey, this is the problem I've got here. Can you look at this and come back and, and tell me what you'd recommend to sort it out? I'm looking for leadership. Yeah. I'm looking for a recommendation. Which is the kind of stuff when we're running pitches that we look for in teams, we ask clients to be on the lookout for, that kind of thing. In your account team, you want, as a marketer, you want the people who are actually going to share share the pain and the and 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 the and the drive and the the up, downsides and the upsides and and help you make a better outcome in the end not just do what you ask not just manage the agency but actually be alongside you next to you your side of the table and we see that from some teams in pitches and spades and they generally win the business um so i don't think that so you're saying you can teach that? Yes, you can, because if that's ingrained in the culture of the agency, that's actually how you roll. Then you can you can produce some really powerful cultural effects within your agency where people feel, and, and, and you know, you, then you end up with really strong account teams. You're, every every department ends up really strong. Yeah. Um, and and the, look, the reason I'm bringing it up is because you know there, there is a cavalier attitude in a lot of agencies that you know there are born leaders and then there's followers, but I actually think that. What that leads to is people taking on a huge amount of responsibility but having no authority or any support in actually delivering what they know needs to be delivered. Mm. Mm. Whereas I think agencies, the, the future or the opportunity is to actually embrace this idea of market, you know, and almost any marketer I talk to will say, 10% of my time is thinking about advertising and, and yeah. the agency work and 90% of the time is all the other things that are on my agenda, mm. right? So what a absolute luxury if the agency is able to build that trusted relationship, that not just trusted as in do my advertising, but trusted that I want you to provide some leadership. I want you to provide insight and, and recommendations Yes, and, and and in a world where everyone's got an opinion and everyone's blogging that opinion or podcasting that opinion or, you know, I'm guilty. <laughs> well, but, but isn't it refreshing to have people who go out, find the data, find the evidence, find the information, find the insight, hone it, polish it, craft it, and come back and go right. Actually, we think this is the way forward for your business. I'm working with a business at the moment where there's 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 a debate about the direction of that business. And the debate is at the moment being owned by everyone in that business, which in many ways is incredibly healthy, but in other ways is just chaos because everyone's running around trying to define the direction of that business in some in one polished sentence. And what's really happening is not a debate around the strategy, it's a debate around wordsmithing and what sounds best and what sounds best in the day. That's the kind of place where, you know, an agency like DDB, BNB DDB would come in and go, well, actually, here's what your customer thinks. Here's what your category's about. Here's what, here's what really actually is feature-facing and not, and not just, you know, 
your culture talking to itself. And here's what you need to go and do. And by the way, here's the research proof to, to prove that. So those are the ways in which great agency cultures can come and change. You don't just do it on another opinion. Mm. Um, and account people are central to doing that because they identify that problem and off, and off they go and get it done. Okay, so, and, and this is putting you on the spot, but mm. if you were going to sit there and say uh, you had to choose a account person, what would be the skills or the aptitude that you'd be looking for? Wow. Uh, okay, so... Um, and look, I'm basing this on the fact that not just your experience from, you know, a decade ago, but as you say, when we're running pitches, mm. agencies turn up. There'll be an account team. There'll be the creatives. There'll be the strategists. What are the skills? What are the attributes of the really impressive yep. account leaders for those agencies? Okay. So I'd say in no particular order. I'd say they've got to be really, really good presenters. Uh, they've got to be able to present the agency's point of view and the work brilliantly, better than anyone else in the agency. That's number one. It's got to be that good. Uh, I'd say number two, they've got to be good facilitators. So sometimes in account management, you actually need to make sure that everyone is heard and understood and not just told and led. And that includes all the different levels of the client team. So those are the two top, those are the two top skill sets, I'd say. The others you can, the others are really great to have. Um, but you can kind of get away to an extent by using the people around you. But I say the other ones are you need to be strategically super smart, right? strategically switched on, or at least know where all the buttons are and all the levers are in strategy so you can get people to, to do that for you. Um, and then the last one I think I've touched on, I think, I think apart from all the organisation and the attention to detail and, and all those things you get in a job description, I think it really helps if you can be a bit funny. If you've just got a decent sense of humour and you're able to laugh at yourself in the situation and just bring that down. Diffuse um, the tension It's sometimes. one of the most important things in business, and we haven't done it very much on this podcast. I've got to say, you've really kind of kept me um, under a big spotlight. In fact, no one can see, but he has actually got a great big spotlight shining on me here. Um, um, but the funnier you can be, I mean, not, you know, you don't arrive at the client premises in the clown car and all jump out with funny noses and, and clown shoes, but... Oh, you, you know, could dance into the meeting. Oh, God, don't, don't take me back there. Um, so I think the more you can, the more you can use that to, to not take yourself too damn seriously. I mean, it's, you know, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery, this stuff. It's, but it's really interesting and it's really important for a lot of people's businesses. So the more you can do that, the better it is. I'd say those are the four. So be a brilliant presenter. Be a really good facilitator. You can learn those things. And then learn enough about how strategy works and should work to be able to sniff out bullshit and then just make sure you can laugh at yourself enough to keep you learning. And I'd say those are the four things. The rest of it, I've seen account people who are great at detail and great at bonhomie and ordering drinks and um, uh, the great John McKnight at BMP used to say that the biggest thing that he needed from account people was restaurant presence. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a whole school of thought that says, um, that's a great way to go. God bless John McKnight. He passed away recently. Um, again, completely different kind of account person from, from how I ever saw the job. But my God, he was successful. So, so Darren, what do I know? I don't know. It's, it's one of those squares that can't be circled, this job. And, and 
and I, I, I love watching it being done by brilliant people. I'd always be a champion of it. Um, but I think it's such a difficult job. But I think, you know, that my, my uh, visceral reaction to the restaurant presence mm. is that it's so madman era. Of course, but that right? was that was John McKnight. Yeah. And yet, but, but yet he sailed beautifully into, into the uh, early and mid-2000s um, because he was such a great diplomat and just knew, again, that third thing I talked about, he knew enough about strategy to know who was going to be really great at it and get them to do it. And he knew enough about it so that when it came back, he go, I think actually that's almost there, but he was great at that stuff. But I think also the industry and and the world has changed hmm. in that the, you know, as I said before, the, the uh, options available, the choices available, the pace that uh, the world moves at, either through, you know, competitive tensions or just lack of hmm. personal time management skills, who knows. But this has all put a huge pressure on agencies and under that pressure that perhaps many have defaulted back to being account service. Yeah. That, that when the demand, you know, as the, what's that saying, how does a thirsty person drink from a fire hydrant when it's turned <laughs> full on? You know, you drown. Yeah. And, and that, that maybe that that's part of, you know, this distinction between account service, account management and account leadership is what we're really saying is that we need more leaders. You need people who are going to have the confidence to be able to say in the face of all that complexity, in the face of all that proliferation of channels, the principles of strategy and marketing haven't actually shifted Strategy means you need to make choices. If the marketing strategy is so diffuse or complicated that actually no one really understands what it is, you've got a problem, guys. And the account person is the person who can call it. You know, if, if suddenly you find that the, account, the extended account team is talking in abbreviations, riddles, and, and, and targeting definitions, and, 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 and you've got 50 or 60 different channels and you've got an optimization program, well, Someone's got to be able to either bring that together in such a simple, straightforward way that it can be explained instantly, or you've got a problem. That's never, ever changed. And that never will change. And account people are the only people who can get to that, I think. They're the only people who see the whole thing. And that's, that's, maybe, where, that's maybe where confident, smart account people should be going straight into the middle of that chaos and making making it sensible and giving it momentum and direction and not just a not just an argument of where to plug what into how to connect to to this to that jeez you know it's never it's never changed strategy is always about choices it's about saying no much more than saying yes and yet uh you know the concept of being in service means that it's very hard to say no the concept of being in service, absolutely, yeah. You end up holding up a mirror to the client mm. and going, ah, oh, you know, you've really done well on that. What about what about more of what you were doing? I could do that for you. Oh, you know. Well, if you're all on a bus hurtling towards the edge of a cliff, it's no point in kind of helping the client drive faster and <laughs> take over at the wheel for a little while if, if, if you're going the wrong direction. But only account people can spot that. You know, then the, all these... They're in, pole, they're in the pole position to be able, the, the absolute box seat to be able to spot that. And that's it, you know. It's, that's, that's the leadership role. 
And that's that external perspective that, that marketers want to get from an agency. If the account people aren't going to do it, then no one's going to do it. Yeah. So that leads us back to what do you look for, what do you look for when you're sitting in, for instance, chemistry presentations or you know, what what's the the leadership the, the leadership or the way that the agency presents us itself and where's that coming from? Well at a chemistry at a chemistry session you're looking for people who can communicate, engage, convince, listen, persuade, uh, and work as a team. And you're trying to get an, an, a, an idea of the culture that lies behind that that could attract more people who can do that. So I'm an account man, I look very hard at the account people there when they're doing that. I look very hard at the strategists. Um, and I listen very hard to any of the creative people that are in that session, but normally they are playing a strategy or an account man role anyway at that stage. When it comes to later on, um, when you're testing them strategically, I'm looking for what they brought to the table. What have they, what have they done to go and prove, disprove, strengthen, redirect, uh, underpin what the direction of that business is? What have they brought to the table? If it's just an opinion, Everyone's got that, you know. What have you done? What have mm. you done actually to move the game on and to make sure you're on the right path? And if they can do that, you've probably got a really solid business partner. Mm. Or or something good. They could just do something good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, Nathan, we've run out of time. I've run great, out of puff as well, I tell you. <laughs> great, great conversation. Um, just uh, so thanks for uh, sitting down and doing this. But uh, just uh, from your experience... Who is the best account manager you've ever seen?